go to Mum's, kill Phil, sorry, grab Liz, go to the Winchester, have a nice cold pint, and wait for all this to blow over. How's that for a slice of fried gold? Club members, what to do? <laughs> it's been a crazy, Fresh, Kate. I like it. It's been a crazy week, and we're a little behind with this week's episode. But that is my fault. I take full responsibility. Emma decided to have a job and to do her job. Yeah. Turns out, being a doctor is hard. Turns out, <laughs> who would have thunk? Who knew? And I don't. I don't have a fun fact because I didn't think of one. So Emma, go, I first. Can go first. What's your fun fact? So my fun fact, um, which won't be cool to many people, but to me it's cool and I want to share it, goddammit. Uh, my fun fact is that I put in my first central line. <gasps> That's amazing. On, on my first attempt. On an alive person? On, an, on a person who was not sedated. <gasps> so for context for y'all, it's like a central line is when someone needs like whatever, chemotherapy, certain uh, drugs, and they, you can't use the, like the peripheral lines, which, you know, you see at people's wrists like, and things like, like, like that. Like a regular IV, when you imagine an IV. A regular IV. So I, um, I'm on a procedure service right now where we do lumbar punctures and things like that. And some Grey's Anatomy I, um, shit. Some Grey's, yeah. <laughs> and so I did, um, I, there was a patient who is awake. Which That's is bonkers. Scary, which is scary. And I, um, place basically... Put a cut, like cut them, okay. put a cut on their Blech. neck and inserted like a line or like a, a catheter, basically a, a little, a way of getting, um, medicines into them directly into their heart through their, um, in, internal, internal jugular vein. So it's probably not cool to many of you, but to me, I it mean, was really exciting that I did it successfully. That's extremely human. badass. Thank I am you. so I was, impressed. And I liked it a lot. I was like, oh, this is you, cool. I liked it too much. <laughs> I liked it too much. I love the incident. The feel of the jugular. <laughs> no. The the worst part is whenever you're doing the lidocaine. And at the very end, I forgot where I put the lidocaine. Because I was just putting in a stitch to hold it in place. Uh-huh. But I forgot where I put the lidocaine the second time. And I was like, I'm not going to. This is going to hurt. Know, <laughs> you, so I'm not going to just like be like, hope this is where I put it. <laughs> so I had to do another one, which it feels like a bee sting. So yeah. I'm like, you're going to get another bee sting. Like <laughs> that's what I say when I vaccinate patients who are puppies. <laughs> I literally that's what I said to a grown man. Well, so looks like we have very similar jobs. I did not place. And you say you're going to feel a lot of pressure, and it's me moving tissues to to put a catheter Emma, down. Half to make of our viewership is going to faint. You need to cut okay, it I'll out. I'll stop now. But it's just like, even me at the concept that like yeah. the thing you're supposed to say is you're going to feel a lot of pressure as I move your muscles around to places. It's just like, it was a lot, but I did it and I did not faint and I did it successfully. So that is my, uh, far too elongated fun fact. Well, what the fuck am I supposed God damn it. I'm extremely <laughs> proud of you. Let me see you. my fun fact today. It could be chill. I it does took not need to be x-rays that. on a dog's bladder. Oh, indeed. It did was it not have a bladder stone. <laughs> oh, wait. Chuck Dude. got an ultrasound today. That's my fun fact. My fun fact is my dog had an ultrasound, and I know less than I did before. But he was a very good yes, boy. And and the, the even funner fact is he's such a chill dog that he did not have to be sedated for I'm going to post that photo. Can I post that photo on Instagram? Yeah, oh my you gosh. should. Guys, I'm going to post a photo of my... So whenever a dog gets an ultrasound, like an abdominal ultrasound... Um, they usually almost always have to be sedated for it because dogs don't love to be flipped on their back and like shaved and have alcohol jelly rubbed all over them and have like probes pressed I mean, into which them. humans like that? But they, at know? least they know what's happening. Like a dog is just like, all right, we're going to flip you backwards. And they're like, what the heck? So yeah, what is yeah. Happening? So I brought in my dog to get an ultrasound. He's fine, um, but I brought him brought him in to get an ultrasound and like, okay, like, do you guys think we're going to need sedatives? I'm like, I really don't think so. He's a very, very <laughs> good boy. And have you met Charlie? And I have a photo of Charlie, of my boy Chuck. Yeah, please. I'm post gonna it. post it. He is on his back, ready for the Dr. Doyle, who does the ultrasound, isn't even in there. And Chuck is just on his back, just wagging his tail. Like Jay what's he's got a blanket on him. He's say. like, I'm what's going on? What are we doing? <laughs> you feeding me Cheerios? I'm here for it. 
Yeah, I totally can see that. He's just a 10 out of 10 good boy and I would die for him and I am going to post him <laughs> on social Please media. Do. No, I, I completely support this. So y'all stay tuned for that. And thank you for being patient. David made me feel better. David of Horror Movie Talks made me feel better because he's like, I'm actually interested in the fact that you're a doctor. Aww. Whereas normally I like want to like hide it in the podcast. I don't bore our listeners. Well, we are quite boring. Oh, speaking of David, I do just want to say before we go any farther is stop what you're doing right now. Either finish this episode or pause it and come back to it and go check out the new episode out from Horror Movie Yay. Talk that has our very own Kate Thompson on it. Look at me. It's hard. Little old me. And she is, she is covering um, 10 Cloverfield Lane, which to be honest, I was very jealous when Kate told me I what know they were you covering. Were. <laughs> because I, y'all know that I'm not one for horror movies. I think that's an understatement, but I really like 10 Cloverfield. It's like Lane one horror it, movie it, that you can actually watch. And we, yeah, I was like, it, Hey, it, guess what we're covering on horror movies. It movie gives talk. me my thriller fix for sure. You know, I love the, all the psychological stuff in it where you're, I'm not going to spoil anything, but like you're interacting with like the main theoretical antagonist. And you're like, uh, is he like, should we trust him? Like what, it, like what are his underlying It's a beliefs? fascinating like, What is movie. going on here? Oh, it's so good. And I loved getting to talk about it with, um, with horror movie talk like it was some with bryce and david we had so much fun um I, I of course we got to talk about uh musicals just a little bit you can't apparently in our episodes you can't exclude you them. can't and so i i you know i brought it over david let me bring it over <laughs> but it, i had a really Very fun time of them. oh my god so it was literally like hanging out with my brothers like older brothers it was fun that's awesome. So yeah, go listen, go check out Horror Movie Talks 10 Cloverfield Lane episode and the rest of their episodes. But now come back. We're here. Club members, our club meeting is in session. Gavel, gavel. Yeah, welcome back. Wasn't that great? Okay, Wasn't now, that now great? <laughs> we are. Now let's talk about me. Now, <laughs> well, now I want to give a shout out. Podcast. I want to give a shout out to Marnie. Marnie, yes. our girl, she's one of our patrons. She's, she's a club Ooh. member, has been for a long time. She has been begging us to cover Shaun of the Dead for like two years or something like that. It's been on the recommendation list for... And minute. every time I say, no, Marnie, no one wants to watch your stupid movie. Yeah, Kate says it That's what like I that. tell her every time. But this time it made it to the poll because, you know, it's, it's out of my hands. I just collect what you guys throw at me. It made it to the You're poll welcome. and it came... Oh, I'm sorry. And the <laughs> Emma collects, full disclosure, I don't collect any of that. That's all Emma... So if you suggest something really horrifying and it doesn't make the list, let me know because she probably threw it out. <laughs> She's no. like, mm-hmm, not, well, that I one, was not actually, that one, not that one. I had no idea what to expect with Shaun of the Dead and was, I'll be honest, Marnie, between you and me, let's be real. I was not looking forward to Did it. Did you think it was going to um, be a, like a horror, horror movie? I thought it was either going to be dumb <laughs> okay. or it was going to be gross or both. It's, it's kind of both. <laughs> So I was kind of rooting for something else to win. I'm not going to lie. But I will say, and I won't spoil like our whole episode, but I'll say that that opinion has since changed. She loves it, you guys. I can tell by the smug look in her face. <laughs> but I do. I didn't know it was British. I, it, you, you didn't know it was British? <laughs> no. Oh, my I God. I did not know it was British. I, I can't wait. So this episode, we're going to, I have a bunch of stuff I want to talk about. I want to talk about slow versus fast zombies. I want to talk about the origins of wh from whence this movie came because it is a whirlwind. Which, yeah, I, I want to talk to about uh, the Three Flavors Cornetto trilogy. And I want to talk about the differences between how Brit British people and American people would and do respond to zombie attacks in media. So I have yes, so much. So it was so different. But do you know what? I just want to give a big shout out to Marnie. We did it, Marnie. We're covering Shaun of the Dead. And it was a nail biter. Like it, it came yeah, down it to like literally we have different tiers. If you want to. OK, I should just say this. The club is free. There are no dues for the club. If you feel so inclined and you want to support us on Patreon, please Join us, join our inner circle. We have different rankings. So we have like, um, from like treasurer, secretary, vice president and vice president is the highest. And with vice president, you get to do a tie breaking boat if there's ever a tie and there was a tie <laughs> for the ah. movie. So I, I was like, okay, stay tuned. And I like had to like consult with them in independently. And then I came forward and I was like, it's Shaun of the dead by like a hair. So yes. If you are um, jealous of Marnie's power, she's got some, no <laughs> Marnie. Marnie think it would have been a, a conflict of interest. It was it was Carly. 
It was ah, car- Well, if you are jealous of our overlord's power, it is super easy for you to take the reins. I think that's honestly motivating some people to get involved because they're like, no, no, no. I really wanted the other one to win. I, yeah, like, I wanted it to, to win. Make this happen. Double vote. So I think there's this fear when something's on a poll that you're never going to see it again. You're like, oh, well, it had its moment. So if that is you, first of all, send us an email and say, hey, I know that didn't win in the poll, but put like, it back in the poll. Reconsider. Yeah. And we let's reconsider. Yes. Let's not and be then hasty. If you want to be have the ultimate power of breaking votes, getting to vote in general, then go uh, join us on Patreon and uh, we will serve you loyally. As as you are now our overlords. As we are now your humble court <laughs> I can't believe you didn't know this was British. That is... No, I, I literally... <laughs> I have heard of this movie for a long time. Like, I, I knew that there was a Dawn of the Dead, and I knew that there was a Shaun of the Dead that was supposed to be comedic. And that was the extent to which I knew anything. Like, I didn't know if it was good or if it was bad. I didn't know... I knew nothing about it, to be quite That frank. is so funny to me. I, I knew it was British, at least. I knew it was Simon no. Pegg. I knew, I knew that this was Simon Pegg. This is how I think Simon Pegg got his international break, I would say, because this was mm-hmm. like, you know, he had been famous, and I'll go through origin in a minute, but he had been famous for some, like, British stuff. But let's be real. Mm-hmm. The UK isn't that big. So, like, I, I haven't heard of a lot of people from the UK. But I knew Simon Pegg. I've seen him in so much stuff since. Obsessed with him. He's been married to his wife since 05. Yes, I looked it up. <laughs> they're they're I, doing I well. I also, within the first five minutes, I, A, realized that it was British. And, um... <laughs> Probably less than five minutes five I put minutes. that together. And then B started getting hardcore um, uh, Bridget Jones Diary vibes. How so? Because there was like a table of people being introduced and they're kind of like close-ups of people's face. And then they were like, I don't know, it was close-ups of people's face. They're like at a pub. They're all like contributing something and have very distinct personalities. And it reminded me of the beginning of Bridget Jones whenever yes. she's when like... she's with, with all her coworkers. Yeah, she's introducing her coworkers and introducing her friends. God, I like gotta go these, watch like Bridget Jones. Phrases. It just like very much resonated that. And I was like, okay, I'm I in. think it's time for a Bridget Jones rewatch. Just another yeah. thing that horror movie talk is a little different from us. They would never be talking about Bridget Jones's diary right now. I'll t- that <laughs> I can fucking promise. Yeah, that is fair. And David, if you're listening, okay. please prove me wrong <laughs> and just casually start talking about Hugh Grant. You just slip it in just there. We'll slip it in there. No big deal. Just, just see if we're Talk listening. about Colin first. No big deal. There. Well, let me, I, I want to give a teaser for other people who d- haven't heard of Sean of, people have heard of it. Yes, you haven't seen do. it. Um, so this movie um, is about a guy named Sean. <laughs> He's played by Simon Pegg. He's like a 30-something-year-old loser. Um, I think that's fair to say. And he's just got this real simple, dull, boring, easy life. He works as like a manager at a little electronics store. He lives with his best friend, Ed, who is just like a pig. And he's got this girlfriend who he is rapidly losing because he's a loser who won't like separate himself from his best friend Ed and who won't get out of the freaking house and who always goes to the same pub in London every freaking day and then there's a zombie apocalypse yeah that's it that's a great like that's about that's the premise yeah. and he uses it as an opportunity to get his girlfriend back <laughs> yep there you go there you have it folks. there you have it and, and um, spoiler warnings oh I'm so sorry I didn't mean to interrupt you no, go ahead. I just want to say spoiler warning. Um, we spoil the movie. This is not really a spoilery kind of movie. There's not a lot of twists and turns. Well, maybe that was a spoiler by saying that. Not a lot of twists. <laughs> it's very meta. And one thing also, um, for the plot walkthrough, I'm going to be pretty brief with the plot walk- walkthrough this time because this is not a movie to listen to people talk about, which is not great because that's what this show is. That's very true. Or at least the and plot think- isn't. Yeah, there's plenty of content to address oh, yeah. like, as far as just the movie I got and a ton. it's making. And, um, but I agree with you. The plot's pretty straightforward and, and there's not a whole lot of locations. It's very he- it's very heavily dialogue driven. It's an otherwise pretty standard zombie movie framework. But again, that's not to minimize this movie at all. That's just to say I'm probably going to be a little faster with the plot and I'm gonna, so I can spend more time talking about around the movie. So, yeah. Well, why don't we um, go ahead and start talking about the movie itself and like First of all, I always ask you this genre. Uh, this I, So it's really boring. 
Okay. It's, it's a zombie. It's genre. classic zombie. I know that's so boring. You, I don't even give you anything to fight with me about. No, I, I like that you're doing um, classic zombie because we need things that can go in, that can be categorized. Classic zombie. When we zombie. get too niche, I feel like we are not even trying. I don't think you so. know what my thing is, Emma. <laughs> that's my thing <laughs> is being too niche. Okay, well, um, okay, so this came out in 2004. Yes, very good. Of interest, it came out the same year as the Dawn of the Dead remake. Which confused me (laughs) because then I thought it was like spoofing Dawn. Before I saw it, I thought it was spoofing Dawn of the Dead. But then I... I, that shocks me that they came out the same year. So was that coincidence or... Well, prepare to have your your hat blown off. It came out the same month. Wait, but like... It came out within 10 days of each other. Is this coincidence or is there something more going on It's coincidence. Wow. Yeah, this is because, again, Dawn of the Dead remake. So if you're not familiar with um, the... Oh, movie. so like Dawn of the Dead was an established thing, so it was sort of playing off of that with Shaun of the I Dead. I forget the that remake you don't know horror movies. <laughs> I, for, I forget that you don't know horror movies, so that's not going to come like that's not like you don't know about no. Night Fill of the Living in. Dead. What am I missing here? Honestly, perfect. And this is this is why I keep you around, girl. You you, <laughs> you help me you help me stay true. I gotta I gotta remind I keep people. You, young. you keep me young. Doesn't don't know what Night of the Living Dead is. My God, so. Night of the Living Dead. Okay, yes. Okay. Alpha. So here's the thing. There's George Romero's Night of the Living Dead film series. I have heard of. That, yes. So that you've heard. I'm sure you've heard George Romero. And so we have Night of the Emma just made a face as to say no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. So Night of the Living Dead. That was in. I was trying really hard. I was like searching. Yeah. Your like, eyes were like. Surely I have. <laughs> exactly surely kate's mentioned this in passing i'm like is it i was like i have heard that but is it from her show oh my god who's the guy who has the the show this is not related to george romero hold on what's his name crime junkie no he has that show that's on nick at night and it always plays at two in the morning oh george ramirez the lopez show lopez george lopez I, I can't. I was like George Ramirez, the Lopez show. That doesn't make Emma's any fucking sense. Emma's on actual drugs right now. <laughs> doesn't make any sense. No. Whenever I hear George Romero, for some reason, I think of George Lopez, and I just I was get thinking like of George Lopez the entire time. And I just get like a flash back to like waking up on the couch, like dazed, and it's playing Nick at night, and it's always that fucking show. Yes. That's not yes. what. That's not what. This is a different guy. <laughs> <laughs> different man let's just let's just clarify unaffiliated with the george ramirez show as emma has called it so night of the living dead is 1968 then we have dawn of the dead 1978 and then we have day of the dead 1985 so at the point of this movie being made that was the trilogy it was the night of the living dead trilogy classic zombie Ah, so the way this movie was happened basically is so I, it's, I guess I need to go back to Simon Pegg and Edgar Wright. So Simon Pegg oh, yes. is... <laughs> shut up. <laughs> I know Edgar. Oh, Edgar, Edgar. You know Simon Pegg, and Simon Pegg and Edgar Wright are basically like a married couple, except for not because he's been married to his wife since 05. <laughs> I knew you were going to word vomit that. <laughs> I knew you were going to do that. Anytime all anyone right, brings up right. an actor, I can just turn on and be like, did you know that they've been married to their significant other for this long? I don't like that did about you know me. Had a traumatic and brutal divorce two years ago. Oh my God. The Will Smith thing is tearing me apart. I can't handle it. I can't talk about it. So Simon Pegg and Edgar Wright, um, they're the team that made this movie. And they also made a bunch of other movies, which I'll get to. They become like a thing. And so their, their style, they're iconic. Simon Pegg and Edgar Wright are iconic. And so they started on a show called Spaced. It was, a, I think, Channel 4 British show. Um, and... To the BBC. Yeah, yeah, Thank yeah. you for that. Yeah, that was that was necessary. That's what I hear every time someone says Channel 4. I'm like, got it. One right? of your... Like, anytime someone mentions a British I TV I know what channel, British what TV think. is. I've seen Austin Powers. I've seen it. I, I, tell me no more. I am cultured. But they had this pretty popular sitcom called Spaced. And in this episode of Spaced, 
Peg's character is high on meth and playing Resident Evil 2 and hallucinating that he's fighting off a zombie invasion. So they really enjoyed that. Hmm. So that was their show. And they're like, that was really fun. And then also Peg and Wright are really big horror fans. And they're big fans of the Living Dead series, which again, at this point was a trilogy. And so they're like, hey, I have an idea <laughs> for a movie. And yeah. Just like British humor, but also genuinely a zombie film. Because this is a genuine zombie movie. Yeah, for sure. Like people Death get their guts ripped out. Occur. There's gore. Yeah. But there's also like very silly British comedy. <laughs> Throughout. Which I don't, I love that combination. I love it. I want more of it. I love it so much. A lot of people didn't like it. Uh, and this isn't the critical reception. I know that's your bag. You better not. But a lot of companies passed on this concept. Like, so Wright was trying to show it to people. And, and I have a direct quote. He's like, they weren't sure what the tone was. They said it wasn't all that scary and it wasn't all that funny. And I mean, rude. They don't get it. They don't, they get, don't it. get it. And he did say I'm that. And he did say it that baby. way. Rude. Rude. But that's kind of how how this all how how we were, were gifted Shaun of the Dead. Well, good for them for sticking it through. Uh, they made a, a bunch of fucking dollars off of this. So let me just how many how much bank did they make? Okay, so budget is six point one million. Um, box office is thirty million. And damn, yeah, they made a lot of. And this is like just this is I know okay, it's not just British, but like box office is going to be different for a British movie aimed at British people than say Dawn of the Dead remake in America at the same time. Yeah. I didn't even look it up. I know they blew them out of the water. Like it's just, that's how it goes. But like, that's very impressive, especially for like that such like an indie impressive. team that like it was their brainchild and they made it. I love that. Yeah, absolutely. Also Edgar Wright. So like Edgar Wright did a lot of stuff with Simon Pegg and I'll, I'll get to the, um, the three flavor Cornito trilogy. I'll get to that in a minute, but this guy also, because I was like, have I seen anything else of his? Um, yes, because I've seen Baby Driver. This guy wrote and directed Baby Driver. <laughs> what? Well, that's a different time. Okay, damn, Edgar. Yeah, that's really impressive. Yes, very impressive. Well, do you want to know how it did? I do want to know how it did. Please tell me. It did well, right? So, it has to have done well. Yes. Guess? I'm, oh, I'm guessing yeah. Tomato Meter. Yeah, yeah. So I guess for our listeners, I always make her guess. And Rotten Tomatoes rating, and just to make it a little bit more convoluted, I make her guess like what she thought critics critics thought versus what audience gave it. Also, uh, for reference, I am I always forget about this part, and I'm never prepared for it. So <laughs> I'm gonna say she swears to me she won't look ahead. I really I don't. Her. I do not look. I'm gonna say I'm gonna. I'm going to be bold. I'm going to say that this got a 90%. This got a ripe tomato, a 90% from critics. And I would, I think people probably really liked it. I'm going to say like a 92% from audience. So you did amazing. Did really? It got 92% <gasps> from critics. Oh my God. Which is really, that's really good. Oh my God. I did really good. And it got 93% from audience. Oh my gosh. It did really <gasps> well. I'm so proud of them <laughs> yes. and proud of me like that. I, that was good. I did good. So I found this, this, um, review excerpt that I thought was very, uh, cute and very, uh, appropriate. So this is by Antonia Quirk of the London Evening Standard. Um, he slash she, she said, Shaun of the Dead is a cute, successful zombie spoof built on a central joke. If the undead actually came to London, supposedly, turned on town of nattering youth no one would really notice <laughs> and i love that <laughs> like that funny. i agree i agree with everything that has been said there god this was just a funny movie man can yes. i just say i liked this movie yeah i think i've already given myself away but i was so pleasantly surprised me too like i i was and like, then i saw bill nye and i was like okay i'm in i'm we sign us the hell up and if you haven't watched this movie do not expect the science guy it's the British surly one from every British movie you've ever seen. Yes. And um, this is just very unrelated. If you like any romantic comedies, I don't even super like romantic comedies, but I like this one. 
He's in a movie called About Time. Oh my god, that yes. I love. So, oh my god, it's baby, my, my eyes out. Is that a comedy? That's just romantic sad. Yeah, it's a comedy. No, it's a comedy. That's just like it's a comedy. You're, I'm going to use your heart as a punching bag. <laughs> and there's nothing you <laughs> no, can do about amazing. it. No, it's amazing. It has Rachel McAdams and also Bill Nye. So you go do that after when you want to lighten up from watching people get murdered and impaled and Emma um, have their guts. That's taken how out I lighten and, up. Yes. <laughs> Well, I lighten up with true crime, so leave me alone. We are so different. Like literally, I literally about will sometimes time. Fall asleep listening to true crime. Th- that's psycho. First of all, I don't know how I don't have nightmares, but somehow it's calming. I can't imagine watching about time, a romantic dramedy, and feeling okay after it. Like I would be like, I would rather. I feel so much better listening to true crime around bedtime than I do watching about time than going to bed. Yeah, I agree. Okay, at least we agree on that. <laughs> also, this is why I can never run for presidency because I really don't think that that's going to fly. The I don't know, man. It's a new generation. Yeah. We are rising up. We listen all of us to a lot crime, of true junkies. crime. And I have a song about that that I need to send you. It's called I Listen to a Lot of True Crime and it makes me think about you. Anyway, let's talk about this cast, shall we? Yeah. Let's talk about him. We got Simon Pegg. Adorable. I love him. I want to dip him in a frosty and eat him. He's adorable and I love him. And (laughs) he has what is what is referred to as the holy grail of nerddom because he has been a major character on Star Trek, Star Wars, and Doctor Who. Oh, that is that is the trilogy. That's that's the trilogy. Any things more nerdy than those three things. Unless he managed to sneak onto Lord of the Rings somehow. Which I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. He was an orc in Lord of the Rings. <laughs> he was at Bilbo's birthday party. He was Shelob. <laughs> <laughs> then we have Nick Frost. That's Ed. Um, I'm not going to go through his filmography, but if Simon Pegg wrote it, there's a good chance that Nick Frost was in it. So, and he's definitely part I of... I really liked him a lot. I really like this guy. He's just got... I just... He's just got it. I like him. I agree. He's totally got it. It's just... Like, it looks effortless. I'm sure it's not, but I just really like it. Um, And then this is very rant. Like, Emma mentioned Bill Nye, who we love. And then Lucy Davis, who she was Diane. Um, I just really liked Diane. (laughs) Like, she was my favorite character. Yeah, Diane was great. Great addition. And if you guys have seen The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, she's one of the aunts in that. And she's also from The Office. She's Dawn in the UK office. Dawn is UK Pam. So. Oh. (laughs) Yeah. You know, another person in that cast, um, Kate Ashfield, who played Liz. Yeah. The the girlfriend. She gives me Michelle Williams vibes. Yes. I thought the same thing. Yes. It's just like the way she holds her face, like in a really pretty way. I don't know how you could be Michelle Williams vibes in an ugly way that I shouldn't have even had to say that she's gorge, but <laughs> the, see, I, I, I'm telling you after doing horror movie talk, we have such a feminine energy. It is bizarre. It's so funny. Cause I would never notice it until, until David's like, you guys know that you guys are ridiculous. And we're like, no, yeah. we didn't <laughs> <Pretty much. laughs> thought this was normal. Everyone doesn't talk about Michelle Williams face <laughs> on horror movies. It's so weird. But that is not your core content. That's oh, so okay. strange. But speaking of The Office, um, because apparently there are like 12 uh, comedic actors in Britain and they're all in this show. They're all featured as a cameo. Including Martin Freeman. Martin Freeman. We were just Holmes talking Spain. about Lord of the Rings. Yeah, or The Hobbit. Yeah, we got Martin Freeman here. We got... Who basically does a cameo. I'm like, you're going places, son. He Well, he was he had The Office at this point. He just like did this for fun. Like all of the, oh, like oh, most see, of I those see. people were comedians. Um, you're talking about like the, the, the other group that was like, Oh, how's it going? Okay. Bye. And then like just passed yeah. by each other. All, they like mirrored them. Yes. And we got like two members of Coldplay that were in this. Uh, I did not know yeah, that. Yeah. Nick pointed it out at the very end, there's like a Coldplay cameo. And I looked it up. Peg and Chris Martin are like pals, like really good friends. <laughs> He's Martin's kid's godfather. It's a small island over there. Obviously. We got, oh, this is my favorite. So speaking of cameos, we got to talk about extras. We have to talk about zombie extras. Now, there's a lot of zombies in this movie, correct? Correct. Like a lot. Fact check. Fun fact, lots of zombies. And so 
originally they had about 40 stunt performers and then they're like, that's not enough. (laughs) We need like, no, I should say not throngs of zombies. So they, like I said, they, um, Edgar and Peg and also I'm pretty sure, um, Oh shoot. Nick Frost. I think all of them were from spaced that show and Mm -hmm. spaced had like a big community, like a fan community at this point. So they sent, put out a casting call for spaced fans to be mm-hmm. the zombies. And they had so many zombie requests just to That's be extras. That's so cute. They're probably so hype about it. Oh my God, it. they were great. And like they had so many zombie extras that they had to do zombie auditions, which I'm sorry, that sounds like so much fun. I want to do it that. It really does. And then, so they got- I wish I could do that for your bachelorette party. Oh my God. To a zombie audition. So- the theme is zombies. <laughs> yes. And so eventually they got 150 zombie extras that are all just fans of spaced and then That's really really sweet oh it gets cuter so this is so like then the local children saw the zombie makeup and they wanted to be involved so that's how they got 50 child zombies oh that is really sweet and also frankly that's my favorite type of zombie like it's an underrepresented zombie like if there was a zombie it apocalypse that's a good point easy pickings the kids like go to a daycare you got like they oh my god go to like an elementary school you have that's your own personal zombie horde and they'll get people let them get closer to him because they want to help the kid i think yeah. i'm not supposed to be on the zombies team but i i'm glad yeah, there's, i think you've just revealed yourself well i'm just glad that ch- child zombies are represented because as i've said before representation matters did you know this is i just i don't know why i just thought of this but i did that Quentin Tarantino what? liked this movie so much that he considered it one of the top 20 movies since 1992. Like, that's bizarre, but that's pretty par for the course for Tarantino. Well, I mean, Quentin Tarantino is kind of an oddball, too. He's a, so he's a huge sense. oddball, but he also makes, like, very, very intellectual movies and, like, very yes. dense movies, and this is not that. <laughs> no, so I love that he was just, like, really into I it. I like that a lot. Okay, Tarantino. That makes me happy. This is so cute. This is just a cute movie. It's a very cute movie. It's a cute movie. Um, well, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, do you have any other fun facts for us? Um, I have a lot. So these are the sections I have left. I have Slow versus Fast Zombies. I have Three Flavors Cornetto Trilogy. I have British versus American Zombie Attack. Um... Don't Stop Me Now, which is its own section. And then I have the plot walkthrough. So this movie has slow zombies. And honestly, I kind of miss them. It was kind of refreshing. It was. It was almost nostalgic in a way. Yes. Like, so I, I wanted to look up and see when fast zombies became the thing. Because quite frankly, for most of the movies that have been made in my lifetime, they've been like World War Z zombies. They've been fast zombies. Yeah. So I was like, when did that... Tr- change happen so i'm actually curious about that too so it actually wasn't a movie it was a video game it was a sega light gun shooter game you know like the kinds that have those like duck hunt kind of oh i know duck hunt that was my childhood yeah that was um and yours too as as we were children together you are my sister (laughs) we did coexist i love when you say things like my mom i'm like yeah i know her too (laughs) We're actually pre-tied as well. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, so, like, this Sega light gun shooter game called The House of the Dead was the first video game, the first media to have fast zombies. And so that was in 1996. And so that set off a craze um, because the game, that game plus Resident Evil became really popular around the same year. So that reinvigorated the zombie genre. And then it moved on to fast zombies. So... 28 Days Later, which we've also covered on this podcast, which I didn't know until now, was the first movie to do the fast zombie in 2002. Oh, very interesting. Yeah, and then the Dawn of the them. Dead remake and the Resident Evil movies followed suit. Anyway, that's that's how we got the fast zombie, but it was nice to take it, take it old school with the nice slow zombie because these zombies are slow. <laughs> and it also works better for the storyline because these people do not have any skills. <laughs> It's not Period. like they had Done. a backstory of being like a Marine no. or something. And that's another thing. So they have thing. to be slow for them to be functional. Also for the dialogue to 
to have room for the dialogue, they have to be slow because there's so much, so many jokes built in of them saying funny things while the zombies are slowly approaching. Oh my gosh, I love it. It lends itself so beautifully to comedy. Like, yeah, it why does. have people and the fact not that done they this recognize before? That is beautiful. I love, I love it. I just really like it. It's just really funny because these are just the most regular ass people. Yes. But also like they're British and hilarious. Like the things yes. they say, I have like straight, I have little quotes that I have stolen from this movie. I'm like, that is not something an American would say in response to that situation. What? Like what? Oh my God. Like this, like when they get in an angry rant, like whenever he threw the trash can through the window after they were explicitly like, don't do that. That's a bad idea. Then everyone gets Mm -hmm. upset and he goes, well, I'm sorry, but we were in a spot of bother. I'm like, we were in a spot (laughs) of bother. A spot of bother. What? What did you just say? I don't know why I like, British comedy so much because I didn't warm to the office because it was so awkward the the UK oh, version of the so office is just too awkward for me um but British comedy in general I quite like it's just funny like it's not trying very hard it's just like they're just it's funny crisp people and natural yeah it's just natural it's just they're just funny people I like and them. very conversational I think my favorite kind of dialogue is like the most conversational dialogue I should just go straight to British versus American zombie attack shouldn't I yes you should. all right number one what's there are no firearms in this movie there's one and it's like a musket oh you know i didn't even put that together yeah like so if this was an american zombie movie um think zombie land think any zombie movie where people are getting shot constantly even bill murray is getting shot that's how liberal the shooting is it's very yeah they don't play games even in the comedies they're shooting everybody in in this we're like in england where they have like gun laws and like everyone doesn't have a fucking gun also everyone no one has a car (laughs) like also true like i love when they're like okay like they're trying to find a car between the four of them and like okay who has a car and God, I, wait, what's her name? Oh, she's like my favorite. Diane. Diane's like, oh, I do, I do. And he's like, okay, where is it? She's like, no, but I mean, I don't have one, but I just passed my test. <laughs> <laughs> That's cute. And that also allows him to do the bit where he's walking around not noticing the shit that's going on yeah. in the periphery. Where, whereas if you were in a car, you couldn't avoid it. Yeah, like him walking. To, that's like half of the humor is like him being oblivious to what's happening as he's like popping down to the shops. Exactly. I love it. Um, the hiding in a pub I thought was really British and funny. Yeah. Like they're like this, like, we need to go to our home base. <laughs> yes, exactly. The that pub. was an American movie. They would have a bunker or some sort of like ranch home. Yes. They would retreat to. Yes, exactly. They would just like go behind their electrified fence or whatever. <laughs> Americans are aggressive. Wild. <laughs> yes. Um, also, everyone's still being really polite about the apocalypse. Yes, like, that is very true. Whenever his mom is bit and she's like, I just didn't want to worry him. Or whenever his, his dad or his step, I'm sorry, not his dad, his stepdad yeah, is bit and his mom calls and she's like, well, they were a bit bitey. I don't want you to worry. <laughs> and she's they're just being so like fucking Which British. is also like the mom on Bridget Jones. I don't mean to keep bringing it back to that, but that mom was very much that vibe too. Oh, 100%. Like a little like flittery and a little ditzy, um, like just like just like floating floating along. Like I hope everyone, I hope everyone's okay. Let's not talk about anything too serious. Yes, this isn't a big deal. Just be nice to each other. Also, a random uh, Britishism that I really liked and that I have heard before because one of my dear dear friends Anna is British, and um, we've been talking a lot during this pandemic because we have been quarantined and that's all that we can do, and. They call vaccines jabs. Oh. And, and, I, and I said, that's really violent. You call it a jab? And she goes, you guys call them shots. And I was like, oh. Huh. That's true, Good. though. Touché. Yeah. Because they said that in this movie. They're like, we've all had our jabs. We'll be fine. I'm like, oh. And I did not know they were referring to vaccines in that moment. Well, I, Anna taught me what that meant. So I'm pretty huh. smart now. Pretty cultured. Again, a jab rather than a shot. I, yeah. Checks out. Very British. And I just very briefly before I know we need to run through the the plot again. It's it's just how do I even say this? Cut all that out. That sounds like garbage. And one more thing I want to go over. I want to talk about the Three Flavors Cornetto trilogy, which I want to know what that means because it sounds like different types of chips, and not 
what you Brits call chips, not fries. Real chips. chips. American Real chips. Real crunchy chips. So Cornetto is a type of ice cream cone. Like if you recall in the movie, whenever he yes, pops he, over to the shops, he's like, what do you want? And he's like, a Cornetto. And I was like, what the... But then they show him get like a king cone is what it is. It's just like a king yeah. cone. Looks delicious. And look so nice. I <laughs> I was like, but where does that... How does that tie into the Three Flavors Cornetto trilogy? What is the Three Flavors Cornetto trilogy? So I'm going to talk about all that. So yeah, there are three me. movies that are from the same... They're from Wright and uh, Peg and they have pretty much all the same cast. And it's... So it's all just like this energy the same energy same writing same everything and so that's yeah. Shaun of the dead hot fuzz Emma, have you seen hot fuzz no okay well but i've been told i should. hot fuzz is fantastic and i also did not know it was british oh my god which makes me so much more inclined to watch it it's a, it's it's this movie just it's not a zombie movie no i would love it then that's what all of these movies are it's like Hot Fuzz is like a cop movie. And then the third one is World's End, which is like a sci-fi apocalypse movie. Nice. Yeah, but it's all like... I will actually be checking this out. Yes. And so, I mean, you have to. Like, you have to. And so it's called the Three Flavors Cornetto Trilogy. Um, as It's a play on... I had to look this up. Uh, cultured enough to know that Shaun of the Dead is British, but not cultured enough to know about the Three Colors Trilogy. The Three Colors trilogy is a critically acclaimed collection of films um, where the colors are blue, white, and red in accordance with the colors of the French flag from left to right. And each story of each film is loosely based on one of the three political ideals in the motto of the French Republic, which is liberty, equality, and fraternity. I am such, I didn't know it. I knew about that. Uh-huh. I knew that. They ask it at every trivia I've ever been to. I knew that. I'm I'm I dying for them to ask me about the three colors. I got that <laughs> locked and loaded. But obviously, the Three Flavors Cornetto trilogy, referring to the fl- three flavors of an ice cream cone, is not as earnest as that. So it originally started as a joke. So Wright had written in the Cornetto ice cream hangover thing for Ed in this movie because that's Wright's personal hangover cure. And so at the Shaun of the Dead after party, they got all these free Cornettos. And so oh, that's cute. they included another reference in Hot Fuzz to try to get more ice cream. And it, <laughs> did, it, work? it did not work. Um, but oh, but they, 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 there are still like there's small throwaway references and they have another one in the world's end. But it's fun and I like it. Yes, please. All, all the ice cream. And, and they're all different flavors. So it's like. You'll have to look it up. It's like strawberry flavor is for Shaun of the Dead because it's red, because gore. And like the world's end is about sci-fi. So they went mint mint chocolate chip because it's green. That's cute. Yeah, it's just like like fun. I buy it. I love it. I'm into it. I like it. And also apparently they all feature a gag with running into garden fences, which was by far one of my favorite parts of this movie. It was a great gag. I saw it coming and yet still enjoyed it. I was ready for it. I was like, do it. (laughs) Run into that fence. (laughs) Give me your heroic moment. I loved it. That it's it's a hard that and the don't stop me now scene. Yeah, iconic. It was just kind of stuck in my head, honestly. As it should be, you know, because of I, I I'm going to talk about it. One more thing. So there is, a, if you have not seen this movie, there is an iconic scene with an iconic song where they're fighting off zombies and the pub jukebox is blaring Queens. Don't stop me now. As the three main characters are rhythmically bashing the zombie with pool cues. It's hilarious. Yes. And it, it was Wright's idea to have like, he, he's a really big queen fan. So he wanted to have one of the most positive, happy vibe tunes ever playing over a scene of extreme violence. And yes. um, so they choreographed the scene to this song before they got the rights to use it, which is kind of a big deal. Oh, bold. Yeah, because yeah. Queen is like, you know, like kind of a big deal. expensive and like kind of a big deal. And if they say no, like they say no. So they literally wrote to Brian May, who's the lead guitarist of Queen, and begged him to use it. And he was like, yeah, okay. Oh, I love that. I know. Everything about this is lovely. It's just, I love it. I just love it. It just feels like a group of friends just like having the best time and I get to enjoy it. it. No, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm signing on to whatever this is. Is it time to talk about the movie itself? I think it is. Okay. I've talked about everything else. So again, 
This is a movie you guys need to watch, and I'm going to kind of run through the plot a little fast. This is something that you need to see. You need to yeah, see Ed and Sean drunkenly singing Grandmaster Flash's White Lines while oblivious yes. to roaming zombies. It's very visual, and it's also very um, dialogue-based, and both neither of those things can we capture in this podcast. When they're arguing about how dogs can't look up, that's some of the funniest shit I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. Great. That's so funny. Like that's just funny. And they bring it back later, which I thought I, was cute. I love the callback. Whenever they hit someone in the road and they're visibly relieved whenever it's a do- it's just a zombie. <laughs> yeah. Just all of it. You're waiting for the person to get back up. I love it. I just good movie. All right. So we're in London. We're an electronic salesman named Sean, who is, like I've said, kind of a loser. He um doesn't get we'll along with my friend like that. I'm sorry. He redeems himself. This is a redemption story. But he's kind of a loser. Like, he's stuck with Ed, who is one of his two roommates. But Ed's just dead weight. Like, literally, he's on... The movie starts, he's on a date with his girlfriend. And Ed's there. And she's talking about, like, no offense, Ed. But, like, we never go out. No offense, Ed. It's fine. Um, It's just so funny. But he, she basically, like, gives him an ultimatum. Like, you need to take me out. You need to, like, treat me like a person. Like... I'm going to be, I'm going to literally waste my life away in this stupid pub. And he's like, okay, I got it. No big deal. Well, he gets drunk with Ed and forgets. <laughs> yep. And so she's like, Dunzo with you. Yeah. She just like has to stop at some point. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, something strange has happened. Their other roommate, Pete, He's having a bad day. He can't, he's like, y'all need to keep the noise down. I don't care that you got dumped. I'm, I'm having a bad day too. I got bit by a mugger. Hmm. Yeah, it's, it's unfortunate that the muggers are doing that these days. It's weird. It's suspicious even. Mm. Anyway, the next day. So like all of this happens while they're like on a bender. Like London yeah. goes to shit while they are on a bender getting over this relationship. Yeah, they're spending their time not paying attention to that instead Trying to get him through this breakup. They wake up hungover to a zombie apocalypse. And they don't notice for so long. Like you see, like Sean walking across the street. Like there's all these zombies everywhere. He's not paying attention. He's just walking over to the shop. He goes to get a Cornetto out of the freezer and he literally slips on blood. And yeah, he, he just does. like gets back up. He's there's like, like oh. um, like hand, bloody handprints on the fridge. But he's just like so in his head. He's hungover. He's thinking about his breakup. It's oblivious. He goes to the to to the cash register. No one's there. He's just like whatever. Just leaves some money. It's like I leaves. owe you twenty p. <laughs> yeah, and then just like goes back on his on his not so merry way. But they do. They figure it out whenever there's um a girl in the garden. And I love their reaction to it. There's this woman, very slow brain zombie, and their instant reaction is like, oh, she's so wasted. <laughs> Which, I mean, wouldn't it be all of our reaction? Yes! Like that? She's, on, she's on something. She's on something. That girl is wasted. But, you know, she's not. She's a zombie and starts attacking them. So then they have to beat her to death with a shovel and a cricket bat. Which, yes. love that. Also British. Also very British. So now they have devised a plan. Um, Sean is going to rescue Liz and Barbara. And he's like, okay, so this is a plan. I rescue, we get Liz and Barbara. Um, that's his mom. You get Liz and my mom and we go to the Winchester and we're going to wait it all out in the pub. I don't know why they have to be in the pub. It, they were just like, I want to be somewhere I can smoke and somewhere I can drink. Yeah. It's like, they okay. tried out a couple of different scenarios and it wasn't working. It wasn't working for um, Ed because Ed is dead weight. Yeah, it's like, I don't want to hang out there. I don't, And then he's like trying to justify it by saying he doesn't know the exits and stuff. So um, there are a couple exits. of really funny, like, imagined, like, what would happen where everyone's, like, very pleasant. He's like, okay, go there. Because um, <laughs> they know at this point that the um, they're putting together that the um, de- stepdad has been potentially bit because the mom keeps talking about how he's feeling sick. So they're like, okay, go there. Kill, kill, kill my kill, stepdad. <laughs> kill my stepdad. Take Go to the bar. <laughs> And, and it's the, you all just have to see it. This is another thing that we cannot fully describe, but it, the way that they edit it together with like his envisioning of what that would look like is it's very entertaining. Funny. I thought that was so cute. I really um, I'm going to say cute so much in this movie about 
zombies, but it really is. It's very endearing, which is another one of my annoying pet phrases. But like all of those things apply to this. It it really does. I liked his relationship with his stepdad because this whole this whole time he's like a thirty something. His mom's been with this guy Philip for like. 15 years so yeah. like he has a strong relationship with this man and anytime someone calls him his dad he's like he's my stepdad and it's like yeah, okay it's, he's a very teenager you're not my dad you're not my real dad yeah you're not my dad vibe to it which i like because it just kind of adds to this picture of this man who's just not quite moving forward in the ways that one might want at all to. not moving forward at all his like ed is his like old friend from childhood he's just kind of getting by. He's not really exploring or expanding his life in any way, which is the chief complaint of Liz. That is the chief complaint. Yes. Um, it was now it's the apocalypse. And so he, they go, they drive straight there, um, to, to kill his stepdad, which is hilarious because of course he can't go through with it. And he's like, He's like, okay, go in, go kill your stepdad. He's like, okay. And then he comes back out and he's like putting him in the car, putting the stepdad in the car. He's like, you try it. The stepdad is like vaguely sick. So you're not even sure if he's like, oh no, it's pretty clear. (laughs) It's Emma. (laughs) I wasn't convinced. He, I was like, well, he's the, uh, who knows? He got bit. People broke into their house and he got bit and now he's sick. Mm, Mm. mm, Get your cricket bat. Could just have like an inf- a raging infection, but I, I hear, I see your point. Yes. So they go to get Philip, and then they go get Liz and David and Diane, um, who are who are Liz's two, I think, roommates, and also like their her like couple best friend. Um, yeah, they're friends from college, and now they're dating, and yada yada yada. Yada yada yada. So Philip has a touching moment with Sean, and then immediately becomes a zombie, um, which I thought was really funny because it, it was like a legitimately touching moment. And then mm-hmm. immediately like Ed just like kills the vibe. And then he's like, mom, Philip's dead. And she goes, no, he's not. And you look back and he's just like a raging zombie. Yeah. He's a raging zombie. I also love, so they, they managed to escape this car. Right. And there's a whole bit about the child locks being on. That's funny. And then <laughs> they escape the car and then he's like, that's not, Philip anymore mom like that is not your husband like there's nothing in him that is Philip and you turn back and there the whole time Ed had been playing this obnoxiously loud music and the first thing that the zombie does is like turn off the music and you're like okay well maybe there's like a shred of Philip in there and I just thought that was really cute endearing maybe Ugh, I know I cute and endearing <laughs> anyway I so thought it was funny it's it's funny so they um, ditch the car and they are trying to like sneak over to the Winchester, which is the pub. Um, they pull a walking dead where they have to pretend to be zombies and act like zombies to get to the pub. Mm-hmm. Um, the the pub also has a rifle above the bar, which, you know, is decorative. It's called the Winchester. Right. It's the a, name of the pub is. Yeah. So it's a Winchester rifle. And so it turns out that's functional. So they're like, great. We have, we have some sort of a plan. We're at the pub. Everything's good. But that's when we have sad moment. And Barbara, Simon Pegg, what's his name? Sean. Oh my God. I forgot Sean's name. Oh, you mean Sean of the dead? I do mean Sean of the dead. So Sean's mom has been bitten and she doesn't want to be a bother and doesn't want to worry anyone. So she dies. Um, and then they have to shoot her, which is kind of sad. And then we have a falling out with David. Cause this is just drama where we're like, David, shut the fuck up. Everyone knows you're in love with Liz. <laughs> like, yeah. And as a reminder, Dave is like the current, boyfriend of diane david and diane are good friends with liz and so there's always this throughout the movie they're up into this up until this point there's this tension between sean and david and then it just kind of comes to a head and everyone's like yeah we all know that you're in love with liz like let's just all accept let's all accept it and he's like okay i'm sorry that i was trying to force you to shoot your mom and then as they're having this heart-to-heart zombies break into the pub and like rip his stomach out which yes was fun probably one of the worst deaths that occurs in this movie yeah, I mean, we th- that was the goriest for sure. For sure. Faux show. So now um, they're just trying to hunker down as best as they can into the compromised pub. Now the pub is fully under attack by a horde of zombies. Um, Ed gets bit. That's really bad because we like Ed. And so yeah, now it's... that one really bothered me. It's we, Well, it's like extremely sad. So it's just Sean, Liz, and Ed. And 
they have two. Oh my god, this is so, like this movie suddenly gets really emotional and sad. Yeah, it definitely has some some serious serious tones interwoven by a whole lot of comedy. So it's just them in the cellar. They get into the cellar of the basement and. Oh, it's so dark. They're like, okay, we have two bullets left. And so Sean and Liz are like trying to figure out like who's going to be the better shot, like who's going to shoot who and then shoot themselves. Because they've realized that there's a swarm of zombies and trying to kill them all. I think they make a joke about like, well, maybe if they're all in a straight line. Yeah, maybe if they're in a straight line. The reality is that they know that they're not going to be able to defeat the zombie horde. So they are like, okay, let's, we don't want to get bitten and turned into zombies. So let's use these bullets on ourselves. And Ed is just such a, champ he's like the he, ultimate chill he's the he ultimate chill he, he's like obviously upset when he gets bit but he's like i don't need a bullet like y'all take care of it i don't mind getting eaten he, he literally is like i don't mind it's fine yeah he literally says that so that's they are able to escape they give they give ed the rifle just like it's real sad and they're just like peace ed like love you man yeah so sad and then His childhood friend childhood friend really sad but then they leave um, and, and and Ed has like a whole bit where he's like, they're like, like, cause Sean is legitimately like, let's go, Ed. It's time to go. And he's like, dude, no, like I, yeah, and he's, I'm he even says with you, I'm dead weight. And I'm like, oh my God, Ed. I mean like, yeah, but that's sad. <laughs> oh my God. It's terrible. But like, yeah, Ed, like you are, we cannot take you. You have been compromised. Yeah. Peace. You are a risk. And he's like very chill and self-aware and like, I'm going to smoke the, smoke the cigarette and go down in flames he's kind, of, kind of vibe. always like that. Like that's been his vibe from day one. Get yeah. me a Cornetto. But now the British army are there and they have big ass guns and they just gun everyone down. Yeah. And so you end up rather than our sweet, sweet Sean getting murdered as we, at that point I really thought he was going to die because everyone else had died. I was like, okay, that's the way this movie's going to yeah, end. Yeah, I did too. I was like fully, I was like, okay. They're going to kill yeah. themselves? That's the end of Shaun of the Dead? Yeah, but fortunately, Lame. These, this army kind of comes in and uh, wipes out all the zombies. And um, you're kind of not all led of them. to presume. Well, a lot of them. They keep some but, of them for cheap labor and uh, entertainment. Yeah, so the next scene is just flipping of channels. You don't even really know who's flipping the channels. And there's a lot of funny bits in that that you, again, have to go watch yourself. But like, they're using zombies at this point for like little reality TV competitions and things like that. And like Um, getting carts at like the grocery store. Yeah. Fun fact that all of the, um, all of the broadcasters on this movie were actual real life broadcasters. That makes sense. Just kind of great because again, this is like a a community project at this point. So it seems like it's near and dear to a lot of people's hearts. It's endearing and cute as Emma loves to say. No, I've never said that in my life. <laughs> and then, um, and another very not cute, because I don't use that word anymore, moment, you realize that the people like flipping the channels are Sean and Liz, who are presumably still together. Yeah, of course they're still together. They've been through some shit, and also he's proven that he can do things. Um, so that really helps their relationship. And then, Kate, I want you to tell them the best part of this last bit. I liked this part. I liked it. All right, so... It's six months later, Liz and Sean figuring their shit out. It's the new normal. And then Sean goes to the shed and Ed's there and he's a zombie, but he's still kind of Ed, just like whenever... Like a gruntier Ed? Yeah, it's it's like whenever his stepdad like turns off the music, like it's he's still kind of there. And yeah, there's still little mannerisms of the person that, that the zombie once was. And so they play, I think, Resident Evil together. Yeah, so and that's playing the end of the video movie, games and I, I love that. Yeah, and so it kind of like ends with with Sean and Ed like playing video games together. Cute. It was great. I okay, so I've already said this, but I actually did like this movie. Um, this kind of brings us to the part where we decide formally how much we liked it. All right. Um, and we have several different metrics because we are indecisive we and have don't want to be. Well, okay. It, was, well, it used to be one, and we, which that being the um, scoreboard where we rank all of our movies just in numerical order of like best to worst. Mm-hmm. So we'll get to that. But before we do that, we've added a rating component mm-hmm. where we get to just give it some love in whatever way we want. Or to. hate. Or hate. Yeah. Or hate, <laughs> which, spoiler alert, not such a spoiler alert. This Didn't won't hate be a it. One. All right. So what's your rating? Give me one out of 10. 
Uh, Wait, one to be- ten, not one out of ten. <laughs> no, I won't give you that. Um, so mine is going to be, let me think. It is going to be 7.5 out of 10 ice cream cones. Oh, damn it. That was mine. Well, now you can't have it. Oh, damn it. It's okay. No, I'll do another one. Mine's going to be 7.5 out of 10 Queen songs. I love it. This, that, I think that's very fair. Very respectable. Yeah. Really like it. I don't know how many times I'll go back to it. Not that that's the only way of interpreting a good movie, um, but I sincerely enjoyed it and did not walk into this movie thinking I was necessarily going to. This feels like a must watch for anyone who is into horror at all. This is a must watch. Or into British comedy. Either one checks a box. Go watch it. Go watch for one of those two reasons. You will not be disappointed. I'm going to give it eight out of 10 Cornettos. You know, I think that that is respectable. It's actually a very good score. And it's not too far from mine. So that makes me respect it all the more. (laughs) Of course. Now we got to go to the (laughs) scoreboard, which is not respectable. And we fight. Yes. Okay. So I am at the scoreboard now. Um, What quadrant are we going to put this Uh, in? I'd say top quadrant. Top quadrant. Okay. I'm going to say, I'm just going to be bold. Like, really like this movie. It's not going to break top 10. No. It's probably not going to break top 15. No. So just for reference for our listeners, we have 57 episodes listed so far. So this is going to add another one and take us to 58 whole episodes reviewed and ranked. Um, Kate, so we, so I'll go ahead. Since you said you don't think it's going to break top 15, I'll just go ahead and let you know what like 15, 16, that area is. So Mm -hmm. we can kind of work back from there. All right. So number 15 currently is Carrie. Okay. Oh, number 16 is the shining. Oh my God. Number 17 is Creep. It's different, though. <laughs> I know. I'm not going to put it above The Shining and Creep. No. Then we have number uh, 18 is Little Shop of Horrors. It's got to be below that. I'm sorry. I agree. Um, and then we have Misery and The Haunting of Bly Manor. It can be above those. I think I would, too, actually. Yeah. I think this is new number 19. So The Shining, Creep, Little Shop of Horrors, Shaun of the Dead, Misery, yeah. Bly Manor, Hush, Blair Witch, that's pretty good. I think that, I think, yeah, I think we're <laughs> agreeing a lot on these movies. I'm shocked. Yeah, I'm honestly a little surprised. Okay, well, so this is now our new number 19 is Shaun of the Dead. Oh, also, um, my mom just, my mom, our mother just, I got an RSVP <laughs> to uh, my wedding. So that's nice. Mom <laughs> is going. Literally, it's an RSVP. And she's like, you have received an RSVP from your mom. I'm like, great. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll take that off your shoulders. Oh, thank God. So the next thing we're going to do, uh, one of the last things we do at the end of every movie is talk about what we're going to talk about next. I don't know why I said it like that. But Actually, I, I think, like I think the next thing that we do is we beg for ratings and reviews. <laughs> oh, yeah, that that little <laughs> thing. So, guys, if you enjoyed this podcast, that hopefully means that there are other people out here who would also really like it and dig dig the vibe. So we want you to help them find it. And the way that we do that is by feeding the Autobots more ratings and reviews so that they think that we're pretty cool and they want to share us with other people. That is so what Autobot go, like. Yes. Give us an Autobot like. It'll take, <laughs> I promise it won't take a minute honestly so go rate us rate and review us on itunes and that'll allow us to be seen not only on itunes or apple it'll be uh, we can be seen on spotify which i think is where a lot of people are listening to us yeah so. mm-hmm. that's where people are getting uh, recommended like the algorithms are recommending shows that have certain ratings yeah so we want more people to join our little horror club horror fam so if you have a second please go do that it really makes our day and we'll give you a shout out just to let you know how much you're making our day a lot it makes our day a lot yeah a lot And then the last thing we do is figure out what we're going to watch next. So I have um, a little bit of a throwback collection that I'm really excited to see where these go. Ooh, Are you ready, Kate? I'm ready. So the first one is the ever classic, but has surprisingly not been covered by us yet, Psycho. Oh. Isn't that weird that we haven't covered that yet? That is weird. (laughs) But it's so formative to the horror genre and the true crime genre. Um, that we definitely want to include it. So Psycho is. Are you going to make me talk option. about Ed Gein? I swear to God, again, <laughs> I will minimize all. Stop Ed Gein content, talking about content. Ed Gein. The one thing that I am going to say in this episode is that I just listened to an Ed Gein episode on true crime. Oh my and he god! Had near, 
he had a near genius level IQ. So stop. Shout out to Crime Junkie. Oh my God. Uh, you wow. you have he been turned, also turned himself in. No one caught him. He turned himself in. Why every every fucking episode you talk about Ed Gein and it's so freaky. <laughs> it's so weird. And I don't you, admire him. I just find him fascinating. Yeah, you like ruined such good movies for me. You're like, and that one was inspired by Ed Gein, and that one was inspired by Ed Gein, <laughs> and that one too. And to be fair, he inspired little, like four different. The movies Little Mermaid way, was inspired by Ed Gein. <laughs> Everything that you like has been touched by Ed Gein's filthy okay. genius hands. So these next two have not been inspired by Ed Gein. You'll be pleased to know. Okay. So the next one is Deliverance. Oh my God! Does that count? Yeah. All right. I think it, I mean, if, yeah, okay. I think people are pretty horrified by it. I haven't actually seen it. I haven't either. Or Psycho, actually. I've not seen any of these. And the last movie that we have is kind of a classic. I'm honestly also surprised we haven't covered this one, but it has not slipped into our episodes yet. So this one is The Haunting in Connecticut. (gasps) I actually just had someone uh, bring that up in a message. Or Connecticut. Connecticut. I am <laughs> excited to see. So we have Psycho, Deliverance, <laughs> and The Haunting in Connecticut. We've got some some wild vibes going on here. Yes, we do. I am excited. <laughs> yeah, so our patrons will vote. If you want to vote, then go become a patron and, and have your way. Um, otherwise, I will post the, both this poll and I will also post the results on um, Instagram once we have that information and on Facebook. Okay, well, I'll, I'll, I'll go make a poll for our overlords. Do as they say. Okay, I think that's all we have. Am I missing anything, Kate? No, that's it. That's Shaun of the Dead. All right, well, guys, thank you so much for listening. If there's a movie that you want to get covered, either find us on Facebook, on Instagram, or send us an email to nightlighthorrormovieclub at gmail.com. That's us. That's us. All right, and that's all we got. All right, now I am going to go deconstruct the uh, side table that I was trying to create and then realized four steps in is backwards. <laughs> A single piece is backwards. A well, single piece. I'm going to go see how drunk Chucky is from his ultrasound. Make sure he's doing okay. He having a good time. Let's not lie. Let's not he did. Well, that's all <laughs> we have. And uh, you guys stay spoopy. All right, guys, stay spoopy. Shooting star leaping through the sky like a tiger.